welcome to VB Engage episode 62. My name is Stuart Rogers and I'm with VentureBeat and I'm joined as always by the wonderful Travis Wright, the author of Digital Sense and founder of CCP Digital. Travis, how are you doing today? I am doing awesome, Mr. Stuart Rogers. Thank you for that kind introduction as always. How are you doing today and where are you doing today? I am in San Francisco today and I'm doing just great. I'm sitting here in the VentureBeat offices right on Market Street. Uh, as per usual, that means you may at any point in this particular episode of the podcast hear complete bedlam outside because that sometimes happens on Market Street. You're in a new city every episode. People just tune in to find out where's Waldo. <laughs> it's just one of those things. I bounce around all over the place, which is uh, kind of bad for my body. I've got lots of bruises because of that. Bad on the knees. Last week we had exactly. episode 62, or actually uh, 61. I guess this is 62. We're getting lost with all these episodes. Kathy Hackle was our episode last week, which was great. We talked about AR and VR. Uh, we got a great episode today with Ollie Gardner. We start our Unbounce uh, CTA conference series of interviews, and we have an excellent excellent bonus track at the end of the interview which we normally don't do you're gonna to want to tune into that all the way through yeah absolutely it's going to be really interesting that one we really enjoyed seeing everybody at uh, the cta conf event doing that episode with ollie gardner on stage was a huge amount of fun uh, the extra bonus content is going to be really interesting for everybody it's really really cool uh, we'll get to that in a minute but first of all huge news for ai this week element ai have actually raised $102 million in funding. That is the biggest funding round of any AI company to date. How do you feel about that? They're doing some really interesting stuff over there. AI, you know, we talk about it pretty much every episode. There's some really interesting stuff popping out. And it just goes to show you, this is where the money is being poured into right now. If you are able to automate and make things work quicker and smarter, there's some VC cash money out there for you, most likely. Yeah. Element AI, in the month after this funding announcement, have received 150 qualified applicants uh, to join its network of, of partner startups, 200 inquiries from potential customers, and 1,500 hundred resumes it appears that money does in fact talk right and then you know how many sales calls people trying to sell them stuff oh you have 102 million dollars now oh we'd like to schedule a meeting with you <laughs> <laughs> the story itself was broken by Blair Hanley Frank on should be trying to build a consulting organization that competes with the likes of IBM when you're a startup is really difficult. But when you've got over $100 million, it suddenly becomes quite a bit easier, right? And, and this is quite an interesting thing because, of course, this company is a Canadian company. This round is seen as a very big deal around Canada's AI ecosystem. And Element is doing some big things. It's going to be really really interesting. But even the CEO said that the news came as a shock in Canada. The Prime Minister of Canada actually called him personally to thank him for being an inspiration to other Canadians. No, that's so great. They're so friendly up there in Canada. Congratulations. Yeah. You know what? I tell you what's interesting is there's a lot of really great stuff going on up in Canada. You know, Toronto is a hotbed for a lot of startups up there. There's a ton of, especially in the marketing and intelligence space and even content Toronto seems to be a hotbed for that type of stuff. And now they're going to open up an office in Toronto and an, an office in Asia. So they're going to be hiring 250 more employees as a result of this great funding. So I would say keep an eye on that. Anything else interesting in the news? Yeah, this is related to AI because obviously we're talking about computer vision here. 
artificial intelligence, machine learning are pretty much coming into everything that we do right now. And eBay has announced a computer vision system that allows you to take a photograph of anything or upload a photograph of anything, and it will match the content of that image to products that you can buy right now on eBay. So in other words, you take a photograph of what someone's wearing and you can go then buy that product. And that is pretty outstanding. And that's all possible by using machine learning and artificial intelligence. They're rolling that out. And that's an incredible thing. I mean, from a marketing standpoint, Travis, just think about that for a second. That's a really true 100% AI completely changing the way that we sell products. You couldn't have done this five years ago, right? Absolutely. And with, you know, user-generated content being such an interesting tool, you know, we had a few weeks ago the CEO of Stacklon, and we've had some conversations in the past around UGC, and it seems like all these different people are taking pictures of things that they like, but you don't always know what they are, right? You could even take screen caps of TV shows, you know, crop that out and then upload it and see if it's you're able to buy it. Pinterest is doing something similar with their visual search component that they have. Those are not able to be purchased all the time. Those are just it'll just show you other images that are very similar to that. This right here is actually putting e-commerce into UGC and images and it looks like that will be available coming out shortly. Yeah, and using images for search is something that we are going to get used to. So marketers need to get used to the fact that consumers are going to be doing this. You've got Google Lens coming out very soon, which will not just use AI and machine learning, but it also uses location-based data. So you take a photograph of the sign, the billboard at a theater, and it'll recognize the words, it'll know where you are, and it'll just pop up buy tickets for this event right now, and you'll buy the tickets. You've got things like Shutterstock. Shutterstock, really interesting. You know, if if you take a photograph of something that you think is the kind of thing that you want in your stock image, but what you want to find a real actual stock image that you can license and use for commercial purposes, you can actually do a reverse image search, and it will find images that include that element or that are similar to the look and feel of the image that you upload. It's really interesting looking at all of these different things uh, coming out in terms of computer vision and image searching. You know, we are gonna get used to this. So I, I actually personally feel this is gonna be a prediction from me. So we can look back at this episode in like six months time and, and see if it's gonna happen or not. But we've been talking about conversational UI for such a long time and smart speakers and AI assistants that are in your phones. I actually think image search and taking a photograph of something and getting results immediately from that will be more popular than conversational UI for smartphone users, especially in a public environment, because you can take a photograph without having to tell everybody what you're searching for, right? The problem with conversational UI is when you're actually out there, right there in in public, everybody can hear what you're searching for because you're talking to your device. Absolutely. And another thing, and I was thinking of this when we were originally discussing this and then also the Pinterest thing and then some of the, the UGC stuff before, when AR glasses become more prevalent, I mean, you're just going to be able to turn that feature on. You're going to be able to look at something that you like and probably do some hand gesture on it and then you'll be able to zoom in, click on that, point that, save it to your AR wish list or something, right? You could probably buy it right there if you want as well. As these things become more prevalent, right? Visual AI combined with AR, that's going to create unique buying experiences everywhere you go. The world becomes a store at that point. Yeah, exactly right. It's really interesting. It's something that we have to think about very, very carefully as marketers. Image search is going to be a big deal. So let's think about that and think about how that's going to affect 
everything that we do in terms of trying to get people to come to our websites or to download our apps, look for our products and services, you've got to be thinking about image search right now because it's coming and it's coming fast. By the end of this year, we'll all be using our smartphones to search for things and then immediately buy them. So how can you integrate AI and machine learning in the same way that eBay has? Or how can you make sure that when something ubiquitous like Google Lens hits, you're able to leverage that. So, you know, think about that very, very seriously. We've talked a lot about video this year as well, incredibly important, but I understand that there's been some pretty huge growth in rewarded video ads recently, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you've seen those, you played an app, you play in a game or something, and then all of a sudden, if you want to get this reward or get a little bit of the virtual cash or whatnot, then you have to watch this video to be rewarded, or maybe you need an extra turn. Like I, I play that game balls, right? You play the game ball, you ever play with balls? <laughs> you know, if you lose, then you get an extra turn. You gotta watch a video to do it, right? Like, oh, it takes a minute to watch this video. Then, then you get to continue your game. But Tabjoy, they announced rewarded video ads grew 80% in the past year for them, which has turned into a substantial amount of revenue, Stuart. Huge amount of revenue. If you look at the quarterly revenue, they managed to grow 117% in quarter two compared to the prior year. It's really quite outstanding. Rewarded video is really, really interesting. The conversions on rewarded video and the opt-ins from rewarded video are pretty outstanding. The conversion rates are much higher than any other type of advert right now. The consumer feels like they're getting something, you know, whether it's, you know, coins or something else. It doesn't have to be a mobile game. It can be pretty much anything. Let's say you've got a painting app, you know, like the Pixelers and the Snapseeds of this world. Typically with those, you get a lot of functionality, but then you might need to do an in-app purchase to download more filters or more stickers or something like that. Or, you know, you could give that stuff away as a rewarded video and actually make somebody watch an ad first and instead of giving it in-app purchase spending money they could actually get some stuff for free right you can think outside of the mobile game universe when it comes to rewarded video and it's quite clear i mean if we look at all of the different types of ad unit that are available on mobile rewarded video stands out as the number one when it comes to engagement and that's reflected in Tapjoy's results right here. They're, they're seeing huge results from it. Everyone seems to be dipping into the rewarded video pool. And long may it continue until uh, everyone gets bored of it and somebody comes up with an even better idea, right? Right. And we talked about that. and We were at the Tune conference last week. It's all about mobile advertising. And this is one of those pieces of advertising that work very well on the mobile device. And as long as you're using the right networks and tapping into the right apps, this can be very successful for you. I know personally, whenever I have to watch that one minute app, I normally set my phone down <laughs> unless they in really are engaging, like you said earlier, like if they're really engaging within that first two to three, five seconds, maybe I'll watch it. But you know what? A lot of times it seems that you're seeing the same ads over and over and over. So actually the other day I was on YouTube and I keep seeing this same ad over and over and over. Fit app for trainers. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I am so not your demographic. I don't know why I've seen this ad 20 times every time I'm trying to watch a YouTube video. Tweak that algorithm over there. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about mobile ads. We're talking about it being engaging content. You know, if it's engaging, people will watch it. They'll convert. What better? A segue to talk about conversions than to talk to one of the masters of conversion. Um, it's time for us to get into our live on stage episode of VB Engage uh, with the one and only Ollie Gardner. And keep tuning in after that because we've got some really cool 
additional content for you uh, with Carl Schmidt from Unbounce as well. Absolutely. Yeah, it's related to AI and marketing. So if that tweaks you a little bit, you need to pay attention to that because they did some really interesting research at that conference that you're going to want to listen to. So let's get into it. Welcome to VB Engage. Uh, my name is uh, Stuart Rogers. I'm with VentureBeat. And as usual, I'm joined by my amazing partner, the author of Digital Sense, no less, Travis Wright. And I am joined by the number seven most influential marketing technologist in the world, 007, Mr. Stuart Rogers. I do actually own my own tux. You realize that? Probably better to own your own tux than you know rely on a tux that maybe has had some other people's sweaty stuff up in there. You never know what's been in. The tux never know what's it. in a tux. We've been doing this VB Engage podcast for over a year now, and I still don't know what it is. So I'm going to let Travis explain. VB Engage is a weekly podcast on VentureBeat where we are brutally honest about marketing. We talk about marketing technologies. We talk about emerging marketing tech, where are things headed, AI, machine learning, all that great stuff, and mobile. How do you market in a world where everyone has a mobile phone in their hands at all times? Yeah, exactly right. And we've had amazing guests. Uh, we kicked off the first episode with Gary Vaynerchuk over a year ago. Uh, we've had Sarah Austin talking about artificial intelligence. We've had Katya Beauchamp, founder of Birchbox, uh, the very, very first through the door subscription service. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who we interviewed in person at, in Lisbon. We've had Alexis Ohanian, or as we like to call him, Mr. Serena Williams. It's just been amazing. We've just had guest after guest, incredibly. Yes, and we've done a live EB Engage podcast once before at Web Summit in Lisbon. Yes. And you guys are much, much happier than the, uh, the audience <laughs> we had there. We came on stage literally 90 minutes after Donald Trump won the US presidency. So, that like, crowd was awesome. Oh, <laughs> everyone was just staring at their phones, waiting for the world to Crying, end. there was people crying. Yeah. It was embarrassing. It was yeah. really sad. Thank you so much for, uh, for Unbounce having us here at CDA Conf. You are all awesome, but we have an amazing guest to bring out. We have to talk to Mr. Ollie Gardner, Travis. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So actually, congratulations to Unbounce. I guess they have a birthday here in a, in a month or so, their eighth year. They've been doing this. And Ollie, I guess when he started, he was doing all the marketing stuff, every single channel and everything. And uh, very fascinating. We're very blessed to be able to interview him today. So let's give a big, warm CTA conference welcome to Mr. Ollie Gardner. Ollie, what have we got ourselves into? <laughs> I have no fucking idea. <laughs> First F-bomb, this is going to be one of the podcast episodes that has E next to it on iTunes uh, for explicit. But that's, that's one of the best marketing tactics you can do with a podcast, because when everyone looks at the episodes and only one of them has that little red stamp, what do they pay attention to? Well, it's uh, going to be great then. The one we interviewed uh, Will Reynolds yesterday is going to be very popular then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought we'd get away with it after the first shit. But once he dropped three off-bombs and an MF bomb, I thought there's no way we're getting away with this with Apple. So. <laughs> Ollie, it's fantastic to have you here. I mean, we've been talking all this year on VB Engage about how to sell and market products to people in the 21st century when everyone has a smartphone within three feet of them. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Like, US adults wake up and start checking social media within 22 seconds on average, which is insane. You know, how do we reach people on that particular channel all the time? And how do we optimize for that? How do we make sure we're going to consistently get our message in front of people who are just looking at their smartphones all day? How do you know it's 22 seconds? 
We've done the math. <laughs> <laughs> you're going with like one of the heart rate monitors, and when it speeds up, actually, it involved a huge amount of webcams. But let's not go there. You shut uh, off the alarm. You check your Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's kind of like Inception for us because we are marketers marketing to marketers using marketing content to help them to be better marketers, and sometimes they have marketing customers. So like, it's like <laughs> this crazy web of confusion. Talking about mobile, though, mobile first, if you look at the analytics for us, 99.2% of our conversions happen on desktop. So like, you can't really just think everything has to be about mobile, because for some, it is, but for others, it's not. You, know, you see some mobile first websites look great on a phone and just look like a train wreck. Look at NBA.com is one of the worst websites I've ever seen. It's just horrible. You can tell it was designed mobile first. And they have lots of money. I don't get it. So one of the things that we talk about a lot on VB Engage every week, and, and especially this year, there's been almost every single week, there's been a new marketing technology that pops up that uses AI and machine learning and you know, all these different amazing buzzwords, right? Let's see if we can throw a few. AR, VR, let's throw them all in one sentence. So I'm really curious about AI and machine learning with landing pages because you guys have so many pages you guys are out there you, that you guys are already sort of distributing. Mm -hmm. So you got a lot of data and a lot of input from that. So when is it going to be a time where you know so much based on all this, all the other testing and everything that you've done that you can say, we don't have to do A-B testing anymore because here's the right answer? It'll definitely go in that direction. It's not there yet. What is interesting for me is not like the idea of testing content. It's more functional testing. So instead of, say you want to have an overlay on your, on your features page and you're just randomly say, oh, just you know, have it on entrance or something. If AI in the background is running every possible combination, entrance, exit, time, scroll depth, other things, and it can figure it out for you and say on your features page, you need a scroll depth of 50%, do it there. And that's visit one on your pricing page, you need to wait till visit number five and then throw up an exit intent because it's figured out all this stuff for you. you know, like Rand was talking about their highest lifetime value customers come when they sign up after the eighth visit, not one, two, three, four. Mm. That probably took them years of deep exploration of their own business metrics to figure that out. AI will accelerate that process and then produce the experience that would lead to that most ideal customer. You know? So it's, just, it's going to accelerate insights, which is going to be the most interesting part, I think, for me. Also, what I really want to do is get up on this stage, hopefully in a year's time, and give a talk called 10 Things We Always Thought We Knew About Marketing That We Now Know Are Complete and Utter Bullshit. Because our algorithm is already kind of showing that some things aren't predictive, like number of form fields. It impacts conversion, but it's not predictive. You can't just change it and have a guaranteed success. So we're going to learn over time what actually does impact conversion and what doesn't. You can probably do that talk next week because everything's moving so quickly. We're actually getting rid of stuff and replacing it with new concepts every single week at this point. I've been very bullish on artificial intelligence, but one thing it's not very good at is emotional intelligence. We can't let AI look after anything in terms of producing emotional content right now. That's probably going to change in a few years' time, but at this moment in time, it can do everything that you're talking about in terms of optimization and, and getting everything right from a data-driven standpoint. Mm -hmm. But surely we, we can't re you know, replace people fully at this point or even for several years because we need that emotional intelligence in the content, right? Yeah. Uh, well, if you think, like, how many people here have read the emotional intelligence book or taken the emotional intelligence test? Like a lot of you, right? If we can read that book and then start doing exercises, active listening and, and, and things like that, why can't a machine read that book 
and then start doing the same kind of thing, you know, having, whether it's automatically generating little poll questions on your site or something, listening to the happy people, the angry people, and then changing the content and the experience in line with that to see that go, oh, anger, 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 more, 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 more happy people, kind of like just changing it. Digital empathy. I think that's not very far away, and it, I know, lots of people are kind of scared of that kind of thing, but like there's already copywriting stuff, you know, that automatically writes copy, and I was very skeptical. I'm like, nah, no way can you get that, that kind of creative language and stuff, yeah. but apparently some of it's pretty good. You know, as, yeah. as a journalist, we don't like to talk about the uh, copywriting stuff. <laughs> and by the way, you just described uh, Travis's average Friday night, which is angry, 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 angry. <laughs> very nice. I chatted with your, um, your data science team out there, right? Yeah. So they're, they're trying to figure out, you know, who can predict conversions better, humans or machines. And I was talking with Jordan, and he said that you guys are using some neural networks and starting to do analysis on the designs of these landing pages to see how those are converting. What's some of the stuff going on with that? That sounds fascinating. Uh, You know, I don't don't know many details about that. I know that all we did up till now was all about text analysis, and now we're working with a couple universities on, Mm. on the visual side. So it's crazy. So it'll be screenshot of a page, like just that visual, and it'll start figuring stuff out. Uh, like really? why this is better than that. I, it's, it's crazy. And we're also analyzing traffic as well because those are the three things you have to put together, copy design and then the inbound traffic and, and what's coming in with that. I think the traffic part might actually be the biggest accelerant of learning there because it's that missing piece of context that you can't get from just on-page analysis. But then when we think about the things that actually move the needle from a revenue per visitor standpoint, yeah. those generally tend to be emotional triggers again still, like urgency and, and scarcity. You know, how are we going to improve the marketer's lot in terms of those things? Because making changes on pages, moving things around, changing colors, all that kind of stuff actually doesn't move the needle from a revenue standpoint. No, and, and, and maybe you know, what AI is going to do is you know, the whole concept of local and global maxima, you know, where you, you could have a page here that's doing that, and there's nothing you can do to make that better, really. You've kind of hit its peak, but it, maybe it'll find faster pathways to the global maximum, which is going to make those big jumps. What will do that? I don't know. I mean, what's crazy, like I talked with Tommy, our main data scientist, about the visual part, saying, so how, can I give my opinion? Can like, so like these are the things I believe, like, you know, can we put those as inputs into this, this thing so it can kind of have some context and signals? He's like, nah, he'll figure it out. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> that's, that's, that's amazing. With all these different AR and VR devices coming out, one thing we, we've joked about on a few episodes is like, so we're going to be in some amazing VR experience doing something, and then it's like, a pop-up's going to pop up. Lead gen form right here in, in VR. Right. Is that something that you see is going to happen? Or, or how is lead gen or going to happen in, in, in VR and there AR? There will Any idea? be ads in there because, you know, there'll be games and things, and it'll only be free if you, you know, or if you're really cheap and you're, you're watching Spotify, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> but without paying for it. But it'll be different interaction, right? Your account or whatever will have your digital fingerprint. So if there is an ad or something, you know, maybe you just blink at it. I don't know. Right, to, yeah. to say yes or... I have to fill out your whole form like, all right, let me get... Tap, 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 tap. <laughs> 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 this is obnoxious. Your forms are horrible. <laughs> Conversion rate sucks. But I think it'd be fascinating. I think the, the best thing about VR is watching someone wearing them. 
right? Because they just look like an idiot. Yeah. They're just like, what's going on? If you could see the behavioral change when someone's presented with an ad in that and just kind of watch them, like two people, one with an ad and one without, even that alone is this, um, a bit of qualitative research that could show you how do you turn that interruption into something delightful and maybe observing people experiencing it is the kind of the, a fast pathway to a do that. A whole heat map. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to in two years' time when, when you come to you know, CDA and you're, you're standing here on stage and you're announcing the AB split testing AR app. AB split test billboards as people walk past down the street. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we always have one of those awkward jokes every episode, so you guys got to feel that in real time. You see, and, and yet it wasn't a joke. You call it a joke, but it clearly wasn't a joke. Was, clearly. <laughs> there was a missing inflection at the end that told me it was a question, so I was, I was just listening. <laughs> That's because I'm actually a bot, and sometimes I don't get it right. <laughs> one of the things I found really fascinating here at, the, at this event is the balance of the speakers, a lot of women, a lot of men speakers here, and you guys are, are launching a new initiative that I thought was it's very fascinating. Present her, this, the center stage thing. Would you like to talk? I mean, everybody here has, has heard about it, but you know, our listeners have not heard about this, and this is really important. Yeah, present her kind of came about through a Twitter conversation about diversity uh, at speaking events and very quickly turned into something. Like different people grabbed onto it. Some people starting putting our website, uh, making T-shirts. Like it very quickly became a thing, and we were kind of in the middle of that. The main concept came from five women at Unbounce who were trying to make some kind of impact and change things there. And then sent her stage. I guess is the the latest thing. So it'll be a speaker workshop that I'll be taking part in. Because I, I love coaching speakers. It's really fun because with just a few simple things, you can take someone from here to here like really quickly. There's, there's mm-hmm. you know, this specific thing. We'd like to hear do, that. Take our, how do we take our podcast from there? You know. <laughs> well, you should, uh, you should speak to my fiance Nicole, who's optimizing the unpodcasts. Ah, Maybe do nice. some work her way. <laughs> <laughs> when we think about the future, we think about what is coming up next for conversion optimization, for landing pages, for everything that we're trying to do, for everything we're trying to achieve here in terms of making sure we sell and market our products and services to all of these amazing consumers, and in B2B as well equally, you know, B2B is no different. Everyone's on their smartphones, as we said, but we still have this huge audience that are living on desktop. Mm -hmm. We've got future devices coming up. We've got VR. AR is coming. It's, it's, it's not going to be very as quick as everyone expects because it needs to look like a, a pair of ease, you know, and it needs to operate in a wireless way. And, and not look really creepy. And not look really creepy, not look like a Google Glass. Um, how, how do you... Oh, sorry, finish the question. But. Yeah, and, and, and we shouldn't be wearing them in the shower, for example, um, Mr. Scoble. Thinking about the future, what do you see as the most uh, important next step and what should marketers be thinking about first when it comes to achieving success? I think in terms of what's going to happen next, it's, it's a race. I mean, someone, hopefully us, is going to come out with something that changes all of this, you know, that, that is going to provide this accelerated insight, this accelerated path to more successful marketing. And you'll give that exclusive to VentureBee, of course, when it launches, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is a bit of a mystery. We don't really know what it's actually going to look like because I talked to the team what are you working at? Where are we at? What's the, the next thing? It's like, we don't really know. All of a sudden, something bubbles to the top. And we're like, oh, that's really interesting. That's, that's an amazing insight we never would have considered. I don't know. I kind of think it's a little bit unknown. As a marketer, I think you just need 
to just continue to be like a, a good person. I mean, that's why, you know, I love listening to Will Reynolds and Scott touched on it and Rand as well. Brand's more important than ever because software is kind of ubiquitous. There's lots of people in the marketing tech community, like, you know, Scott Brinker's mega graphic of all mm-hmm. the software companies. It's crazy. So I think brand is your main differentiator outside of technology. Well, actually, no, I'd like it if all our competitors didn't focus on that. <laughs> they can just continue to be average. <laughs> I have one final question about it because I'm, I'm really baffled by that, the mobile conversion rate. I mean, 99.2% of that is on desktop. What can be done or what are, what are some of the things that, that, that marketers can do to maybe try to increase their mobile conversion rate? Because that seems atrocious. Well, it comes down to attribution, really. Yeah, the conversions aren't happening on the phone. And attribution is like really hard. I mean, that is probably the best skill a marketer could have. If someone's an expert in attribution, like they're going to be in hot demand. Tying it together so that you know the research was done here and then the purchase was made there. You have to understand the buying persona. You know, the person who's using Unbounce is probably not the person who puts the credit card down a lot of the time. So they may do a lot of this, but then they email their boss or purchasing or whatever, and, and the conversion happens by someone who has, is not in marketing, has got nothing to do with it. There's a lot of stuff going on in between there. Yes. Attribution's an issue for a lot of companies, for sure. Absolutely. Ollie, we could talk to you for literally the whole day, but uh, that's but not what these us. people are here for. <laughs> 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 and, and they would really dislike us a lot. But uh, no, unfortunately we can't. There's, there's a finite limit to every episode of VEB Engage, and we have reached it. It's been fantastic having you on this live, on-stage edition of VEB Engage. Thank you so much, Ollie Gardner. Thank you for having me on. That's awesome. Excellent. Thank you so much to Ollie Gardner. That was really, really fun to, to do that live in front of, what, 1,200 marketers or so? And uh, right directly after this, as we say goodbye, as we normally do every episode we on our little outro, right after this is going to be some special treats with Carl Schmidt. He's the CTO over at Unbounce, and he's going to talk about some findings with uh, artificial intelligence and marketing. So you're going to want to listen to that. That's some bonus content for you. So uh, again, if you missed last week's episode, that was with Kathy Hackle. We talked about AR and VR and some of the interesting content that's being created in that space and her experience with the uh, the Oculus team and the boot camp that she went to. Pretty fascinating. And over the next four weeks, we have some great, great episodes for you. So uh, next week will be Rand Fishkin. Uh, we chatted with all of these p- folks at the Unbounce Conference, followed by Scott Stratton, Mr. Unmarketing himself. Then uh, Mari Smith, we're going to talk about Facebook advertising and uh, Facebook video and all kinds of interesting Facebook hacks. And then after her, we will have Will Reynolds on. And uh, Will is the uh, CEO and founder of Seer Interactive. So we talk some really cool SEO stuff with him. So for uh, Travis Wright, episode 62, uh, goodbye. And for Stuart Rogers, it's uh, au revoir et à bientôt. We'll see you guys next week. All right, but wait, there's more. We have ourselves some DVD extras here today. We are with the CTO and co-founder of Unbounce, Carl Schmidt. And uh, here at the Unbounce conference, they were doing some really awesome stuff. Uh, They were testing a new tool to determine our marketers or machines better at predicting conversion rates on these different tests. And so, Carl, welcome, welcome to VB Engage Extras. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me. 
This yeah. is the first extra. This is an extra. This is, <laughs> this is like a yeah. special extra. This special, is like, nice. special extra. We, we are breaking brand new ground here. We've never done a oh, DVD, sweet. Like wow. DVD extra before. Now you got me excited. Although this is 21st century, it should be a Blu-ray extra, right? I mean, we should at least make it a Blu-ray extra. Well, streaming, actually. Sorry. Oh. Blu-ray's already dead. That's true. Blu-ray. Yeah. Is, it, is it really? Because yeah. I like this. This is a 4K. This is a 4K extras. All right. There you go. That's it. <laughs> So, so you've been doing man versus machine. Just for our listeners, like explain exactly what that was and, and what form it took. Machine versus marketer is kind of how we positioned it. And the whole idea was that we talked to our customers, and one of the things that they struggle with is knowing whether or not a page that they create on our platform has a good conversion rate, right? Like whether or not uh, their lead gen page is going to get them like a 2% or a 4% conversion rate. And so uh, one of the things we've been working on is tooling and, and machine learning around giving them some guidance around that. And so specifically, you know, is it a good page for one thing, relatively speaking, and then ultimately getting the technology to a point where we can tell you, look, if if you're not doing very good or it doesn't look very good, here's some things you can do about it. So today it was all about putting our machines to the test and seeing how accurate it was versus human intuition and human kind of judgment with respect to just eyeballing a, a particular page and going, hey, is this above average or below average? That was the premise. And so is this a new tool that you guys are going to be using that markers are going to be able to run their landing pages through to see what percentage or where there's there's hot spots or where there's problems? Yeah, ultimately, yeah. Um, the tech at this point is at a stage where like it's it's still incredibly early, and so what we wanted to do and what we've always done, like we value transparency. We really, uh, you know, we don't kind of hold things too close to our chest. We like to work with our customers, let them know where we're heading, and so we wanted to take the tech at the earliest possible opportunity and just start the conversation with folks. Hey, would you trust this? How do you feel about getting advice from a machine? And the fastest way for us to to do that was to, to just build it into a quick little game, a challenge. And we just happened to have this conference here to be able to, to do that with and roll it out. And so it was a way for us to start the, the conversation with our customers around how are you going to feel about a tool that's providing that kind of judgment. And then eventually, because it, honestly, if folks came back to us and said, look, I don't care what this thing is, it's complete fakery, there's no way I'm ever going to trust this, then we take that back and we think of our uh, strategy pretty differently. But that's not the feedback we got. Folks were excited. They were uh, genuinely intrigued that machines could actually do this. And that's been honestly a huge milestone for us to just kind of reach that point where now folks are intrigued. There, there seems to be a little bit of demand for this. In terms of the results, you had uh, what, 437 marketers take the... That's right, from, yep. You know, go through the game. Yep. From the point of view of the humans. Well, uh, you know, what, what turns the out that the... the, the uh, tech that matches human performance is basically a quarter. You take a quarter out of your pocket, you flip a coin, and humans got 50%. Right. Uh, it's basically a coin toss. They uh, 50% of the time, the aggregate score, that they were able to kind of judge whether uh, it was over or under. Uh, our machine does that about 80% of the time. Right. 79.7%. 70, right? Yeah, in this particular game, so we measured it specifically for this set, and it was 79.7. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, basically, as, uh, as I put it earlier, <laughs> and on Twitter, marketers can, cannot decide what is a high-performing Yeah, now, I mean, we, we have to be fair here, too, because, and so this is going to require some follow-up research, of course, right? Because, right. look, it was, a, it was a game and a phone. Kind of hard to see the pages. Like, we got to give them that. Uh, I'm pretty sure I talked to a lot of folks who were playing it at one of our parties. Uh, they may have been under the influence. So, you know, the, the, the data <laughs> might not be completely clean. Three out of four drug it's, marketers. It's, yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's highly suggestive. And so now we'll do some follow-up work. We'll, uh, we'll work with some 
some experts in ideal conditions and, and do some extra validation. But this is incredibly encouraging. Yeah, and by the way, don't make the assumption that those marketers aren't under the influence when they're doing their day jobs either, right? Well, I mean, yeah. there's, there's a chance that a few of them well, and in fact, that we know that wind anyway. <laughs> that may even improve performance, and yeah. that might be something. I've, that we I've seen say. product naming sessions that can't actually be completed without nine bottles of red wine on the table. I so, yeah, let's be clear. <laughs> you guys are going to go back to the lab, work yep. on this a little bit, and then uh, when may this be ready for prime time? Any ballpark kind of idea? We want to make sure that this is actually going to do what we say it will. And so uh, right now we're, uh, we have another trial program that we're working on with a select group of customers. It's not super public. So we're kind of working to run some tests with them mm-hmm. and just validate that the things that our machines are seeing hold up in a test environment. So if that turns out, that's going to take us some number of months, then we'll start to get into the product. And mm-hmm. so, you know, a year kind of time frame is what we're, what we're looking at give or take so you know in the software world that i don't know Absolutely. This is kind of a fun thing that somebody can just like play on their computer and be like, oh, marketer versus the so, machine. Are you going to have so, this and send this out to the public to, uh, to get, gather more data? If our CMO, Jeremy Wallace, has his way, then uh, probably, yeah. I, I think um, it could I mean, be a good sales tool. People going, wow, I didn't even realize this. Oh, wow. I'm glad I didn't you said that this. because one of the things we're also worried about is like, would folks even find this interesting, right? Because it's, you know, like, and we actually had a few of our folks go, like, this is boring. Are you kidding me? And I was like, no, no, no. We're pretty sure marketers care about this. They do. Right. They, they were like pretty into it. And as we saw, actually, we had one. I wanted to keep playing it. Yeah. I, was, I was just like, all right, well, I, yeah. I don't Okay. Yeah. No, because it is. It totally Plus, is you get to see all these different landing pages. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I thought it was kind of like a little gallery. Like, ooh, this was yeah. cool. I was like, so, yeah, I think that could be really yeah. interesting, especially you're showcasing the unbounced product. This, exactly. and How well do you think this is going to convert? I don't yeah. think this is going to convert. Yeah. 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 So, no promises, but there's definitely interest in packaging it up in another way and getting it out there. Awesome. Great stuff. Yeah. We really appreciate well, yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, thank you very much for, for being our first ever 4K streaming extra. Wow. Um, I'm honored. I think it's a, it's a real watershed moment. In high-def audio. Yes. Absolutely. Carl, <laughs> uh, cool. fantastic. Thanks for being on VB Engage. Thanks Absolutely. So much how can people connect with you? Carl Schmidt on Twitter. With a C? Yeah, yeah. Carl underscore. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Carl. Thank you so much.